The one question that I still have about Luke Fickle, can he win the big game? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Thank God it's Friday. TGIF. I'm your host, Alex Frank. Each and every day, free and available. Lockdown Bearcats is everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. Subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Still at 370 subscribers and counting. Follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode, which today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered. This season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, bet online where the game starts. So, Luke Fickle, we all love and are caught up in everything he's done with the program. But what if I told you that what he has done, particularly in recruiting, which has been a, a hallmark of his tenure, what if I told you that that is both a blessing and a curse? Here's the thing. The Bearcats have won some big games. Recently, Indiana and Notre Dame could classify as such. Absolutely. Rather, Houston was a big game. They won that game, too. But did the Bearcats win that game because of Luke Fickle or did they win that game because of the talent that was on the field? They won that game because of the talent. They were more talented than Indiana. They were more talented than Notre Dame. They were more talented than Houston. You could also argue they were more talented than Georgia in 2020, and that is where it, I lead to Luke Fickle in big games. I'm having a conversation with somebody in April, back in April, and they said to me that Luke Fickle gets overmatched in big games. And at the time, I didn't believe it. I do now. Let's go through particularly the Georgia game, when it comes to coaching, he has been mismatched. He's been outcoached. Let's face it, the Cotton Bowl this year, Nick Saban outcoached him badly. Nick Saban said, okay, we're missing our number two wide receiver. We got two corners to deal with. Ha! Or do we? Because we can run the football straight down this team's throats. And they did. 300 plus yards rushing. Cincinnati was not prepared for that. Nick Saban didn't have to even worry about Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. They didn't have to worry about UC's defense. Tough and nasty, because they were too. Remember passing on third down in the Peach Bowl? George has no timeouts. They can't stop the clock. Even if you don't get the first down running the football, the clock keeps running. They decide, Luke Fickle and the offense decide, or Mike Dembrock rather, decides to pass. Now, we're not going to blame the offensive coordinator because that's not what we do. Apparently, that's what society tells us. We're going to blame the head coach because he's the head coach of the football team. He's the guy taking the microphone at the end of the game. So we, Luke Fickle takes blame for that. Third and two. All you have to do is run. And even if you don't get it, you have an undefeated season. You have an undefeated season. If you decide to run the football, that's a coaching malfunction right there. 
Kirby Smart coached a better game than Luke Fickle did. Kirby Smart didn't have a great team that year. It wasn't nearly as good as the team he had last year that won the national championship. But you know what he had? Kirby Smart's a pretty darn good coach. So is Luke Fickle. But not in that moment he wasn't. This is not a knock on Luke Fickle. This is me keeping it real. He needs to start winning big games. Without the talent of Ritter and Gardner and Ford and Pierce and anybody else you want to mention, Kobe Bryant, any other player you want to mention. Because let me tell you, this year's team is not nearly as talented as last year's team. They, it might be better in terms of depth, but it's not as talented as last year's team. Luke Fickle and the Cincinnati Bearcats, when they go into the Big 12, will be facing a big game every week. I don't care if they're facing Kansas State or Kansas. That's still a big game. Because if you lose, there goes any aspirations you have. Look at the big games in Luke Fickle's tenure. Michigan in 2017, badly outcoached. UC got beat by 22 in that game. It was close throughout, but that team wasn't going to go to Ann Arbor and win. We knew that. 2018, the big games. At UCLA, sure, that's a great win. More on that later in the show. When we go over the top 10 wins of the Fickle era. UCLA was a big game they won. I will give him that. UCF, though, lost by 25. The scoreboard might, the game might have felt closer than the scoreboard suggests, but it didn't, but they still got beat by 25. Ohio State in 2019, that's where the scoreboard didn't do the game justice. They did beat UCF that year, but they lost to Memphis twice. 2020, big games that year. Army, great win. Tulsa, great win. Should have been by more than three. Last year, Indiana, Notre Dame, Houston, they won those games. Luke Fickle's won his share of big games, but he's lost his share of big games. It's kind of like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won several big games in the playoffs. Heck, he came back from down. He led the Colts from down 18 against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. That's a big game win right there. I'll give him that. But he's also lost his share of big games in the playoffs. To Brady multiple times, whether it was to San Diego twice, I mean, Baltimore, I mean, he lost his fair share of big games throughout his career in the playoffs. Similar to Luke Fickle. He's won his share of big games, but he's also lost. It kind of feels like he's gotten out-coached in a lot of games. Ryan Day, Josh Heupel, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Norvell, twice. Remember that name? This is to say that there's a lot of great things Luke Fickle's done. But if the Bearcats are going to win big games at Arkansas, if they're going to win the games at SMU and UCF, it's going to come down to coaching. The talent last year could mask any deficiencies that Luke Fickle still has when it comes to coaching in big games. Yes, he's won in Notre Dame. Yes, he's won in Indiana. Yes, he's won at UCLA. I'll give him credit for all the big games he's won. But in the games he's lost, what have you seen? Outcoached, overmatched. Decision-making has not been great, to say the least. Failure to be aggressive, Cotton Bowl last year. And just, you know, I think they get away from their identity. They try to, they play not to lose. You can't do that. When you play not to lose, you know what you get in the wise words of Lance McAllister? Squat. And I don't think this program wants that. If they're going to win games on the road, they have three big games on the road this year. More on that in just a minute. You have to find a way 
to outcoach the opposition. You have to find a way to outcoach Sam Pittman at Arkansas. You have to find a way to outcoach SMU. And you have to find a way to outcoach Gus Malzahn and UCF. Point blank in the period. Because last year you could get away with talent alone. Talent wins games. Coaching wins championships. And you can say talent wins championships. Because you look at the Rams and the way they won the Super Bowl. You know who they also had? A head coach in Sean McVay. Zach Taylor made some poor decisions in the Super Bowl. You go back to the Cotton Bowl with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Nick Saban made some pretty damn good decisions. He said to Bryce Young, the running running game is going to carry us in this game. Cincinnati got away from their identity. Cincinnati decided, okay, we're not going to unleash Desmond Ritter. I really don't know why. That's a sign of inexperience in big games. Now, I can't fault him that the American Athletic Conference doesn't give you big games all that often. You have to schedule non-conference. Scheduling Ohio State and Notre Dame was ballsy. They won one of those games. That's great. Scheduling Indiana was pretty good, too. Indiana turned out to be a pumpkin, but you get the point. So what I'm saying to you is, there are going to be more big games in the Big 12. Once this new era of Bearcats football starts, every game is going to feel like a big game. When you face Texas and Oklahoma on the road, get ready for that. When you face BYU, that's going to be a big game, especially when you go to there. When you go to Baylor or Iowa State, or Oklahoma State. That's a big game. Now, this all can depend on what your classification is as a big game. And big games over the years have been that. But Luke Fickle still shows he's inexperienced in big games. As I've said, if you take away the last two years of Bearcats football, they are 10-9 and on the road. 10-9. and Barely over 500. Which means you're winning games that you should but you're not winning games that maybe you're not expected to win, which is okay, but it doesn't get you anywhere except the Birmingham Bowl and the Military Bowl. And the last two years were arguably the most talented teams in Bearcats history. 2009, the 2019 might have something to say about that, but I am saying to you that the last two years were the most talented teams. They blew teams out, and they won big games because they knew they were more talented than the opposition. They knew they were more talented than Army. They knew they were more talented than Tulsa, Houston, Indiana, and eventually Notre Dame. You know, if you go back and you watch the Notre Dame game, there are probably some decisions made in that game that are questionable. Whether it be from Luke Fickle or offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock, there are decisions made that are questionable. Because, yes, the Bearcats won the game. They were also up 17-0 with the ball in Notre Dame territory early in the third quarter. They led Notre Dame back into that game because of some questionable coaching decisions. There was a third and six run, a draw on third and six. That's something Freddie Kitchens would do. I don't think Luke Fickle would do that. Then again, he's not the offensive coordinator. But then again, he's the head coach of the team, and he takes responsibility. Tough possession, or a profession rather to be in, I know. But... At the same time, he bears the brunt of everything that is decided in the game. And last year, 
in the Cotton Bowl, he got outcoached. He made a poor decision in the Peach Bowl in 2020. He got outcoached badly by Ryan Day in 2019. Luke Fickle said, even, even said after the game, I didn't prepare these guys well enough for the game. Now, he's learned how to prepare for a big game. He's learned that, yeah, my guys belong on this stage. But then they get beat 27-6. to six. And I'm not saying that's bad. I think we knew they were going to probably not beat Alabama. Realistically. Ambitiously, maybe you thought differently. But at the end of the day, there is still a question that I have with Luke Fickle. And that is whether or not he can win the big game. What he still needs to do as the Bearcats go in to the Big 12. The talent has won games for Cincinnati over the years. There are many great things I love about Luke Fickle. Aggressiveness, um, his transparency, his recruiting ability, his demeanor, his everything, except in big games. He has an identity. He just hasn't really broken through just yet. I don't think last year's playoff appearance will be the last time we see the Bearcats in the college football playoff. I really don't, especially going to the Big 12. But eventually, they're going to be measured on if they can win in the playoff. Remember Oklahoma? Four playoff appearances in five years. Not one time do they win. In fact, twice they got blown out. The other time, they fell behind 28 to nothing. They did outscore Alabama 34-17 the rest of the way. But if you watch the first 15, 17 minutes of that game, woof. They didn't belong on that same field as the Crimson Tide. So, Oklahoma got judged by, well, they can make the playoff, but eh, we all know what happens once they get there. Coming up, the big games on the schedule for Cincinnati this year, Luke Fickle's got more opportunities to win some big games. I'll explain after a word from Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, like the Bearcats being the favorites to win this year's American Championship game or American Championship, find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find all reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the second half resuming tonight. NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Actually, MLB resumed last night. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting. Maybe if you want to bet on how many passing yards Ben Bryan or Evan Prater will throw against Arkansas's defense, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered those there too. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Hey, speaking of bet online, I got a question for you. So who are the top 50 players in the NFL right now? Which stars in the NFL move the betting line the most? Well, starting, well, actually, it's happening all week. It ends today. Locked on NFL gives you the 50 most valuable players in the league from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. That's Locked On NFL, the top 50 players in the league. Alex Frank here with you, your host each and every day here on Locked On Bearcats. So there are pl- plenty of big games this year on the schedule for Cincinnati. Obviously, it, right out of the shoot, you start with Arkansas. And I think this is both, again, one of my favorite sayings, both a blessing and a curse. A blessing because, yeah, you pick right back up from where you were last year. You come, you're coming off a playoff appearance, and your first game, we're going to send you on the road to Fayetteville. Arkansas is probably going to be ranked. Cincinnati might be ranked, too. So a ranked matchup to start the season. Hey, what could be better, man? Seriously, you've got – you're going on the road. You're going to an SEC environment. The first game since the Cotton Bowl, first game with a new-look roster. Luke Fickle has an opportunity to show that he can, you know, coach with this talent. This talent reminds me a lot of 2018. But remember that year there were some decisions that he made that were questionable. UCF game, you, you, you talk about, you know, kind of playing not to lose. Aggressive in UCLA, that's great too. The Ohio game, yeah, was aggressive there too. But look at Temple, some coaching decisions weren't made that game. You look at the uh, um, the UCF game, and it, it just felt like that there were some coaching decisions that could have been better. Well, you got an opportunity with this team that looks similar to 2018. First game on the road at Arkansas, first game after the Cotton Bowl. If the Bearcats go into Fayetteville and win, I don't care if it's 20 to 19, the score, I don't care if they win by one point. What we're saying after that game is Luke Fickle can coach and win big games. That might be one of the first things that come out of my mouth on that Saturday. Actually, the podcast might be, well, I don't know when it'll be posted. It'll be posted after the game. I can guarantee you that. Indiana, Big Ten opponent. Obviously, that makes it a big game. They want payback from last year. I don't care how bad they might be this year. They want payback from UC beating them on their home turf last year. And that was a game Indiana felt like they should have won. They didn't, though. And they didn't deserve to either. First Power 5 opponent at Nippert Stadium since UCLA in 2019. That makes it a big game. You talk about season tickets being sold out. You've got, that's the second home game of the season. First true big home game of the season. Your first home game is against Kennesaw State. Woof. Your, your, your next game's at, at Paul Brown Stadium against Miami, Ohio. Woof. Indiana, though, they're going to want some payback because they're now going to the home of a Power 5 team. This is a Big Ten team who's going on the road to play right now, a group of five team, but at the same time, they know you're going to a Power 5 conference. SMU, you're playing a high-octane offense on the road. You're coming off a bye week, and this is a game where we're going to see how the new corners fare. Luke Fickle hiring Kerry Combs this offseason was great. I like it. I love Kerry Combs. I mean, the spotlight might be on him that we can addition to Luke Fickle. Can you go on the road to Dallas coming off a bye, a place that's tough to play? We saw that in 2018. 2020, they beat him by 29 points. That was because of the talent that was on the field. There's not that much talent on this team compared to last year. There's talent on this team, no doubt. But you're going to SMU on the road coming off a bye. Let's see how Luke Fickle does coming off the bye. Which, you know, COVID, we don't really count those as buys. Cincinnati had buys that year. Eh, they had one, technically. That was COVID-induced, okay? But look at 2019. They came off a buy and B Marshall. Good win, but that's against the Conference USA team. It was a legitimate win at the time. Don't get me wrong. 
they came off a bye and beat ECU by three. <laughs> that, that game. I, I, I think I think I still have um, remnants of stress from that game in my stomach. If my stomach ever churns, I think it's still from that game. Um, <laughs> 2018 off a bye, lose to Temple. 2017 off a bye, barely beat Tulane by one point. So he has had his struggles coming off the bye. He's also had some good games. But again, is it his coaching or is it his talent? Remember the ECU game. Sauce Gardner had a pick six in that game that saved the Bearcats' lives. They were down 12 in the fourth quarter. So there was that. 2020, COVID years. We don't really count those buys. 2021, they won in Notre Dame. Again, though, that was talent alone. And then UCF. I mean, the environment, first full environment the Bearcats will face in Orlando since 2018. And we all remember what happened that game. Second straight road game. That's going to be difficult. High-octane spread offense again. I mean, when you when you have to face a high-octane offense two weeks in a row on the road, that can take a toll on you, and you got to travel. And those are not just short road trips. I mean, those are two-hour flights at least both ways. So that's going to be a really interesting uh, gauntlet in, on the schedule to see how it plays out. There's a chance I might be at that game in Orlando. Up next, so I, I kind of, you know, kind of razzed Luke Fickle a little, Luke Fickle a little bit, kind of, you know, have beaten him down a little bit. So I, I don't want to finish on that note. So let's do the top ten wins of the Luke Fickle era and why the number one win might be the most significant, not might be, is of the Luke Fickle era. We'll go from ten to one after a word from two of our sponsors. There are many impressive wins in the Luke Fickle era, and. I, I wanted to today, and I think we we touched on this maybe earlier uh, when this podcast first started back during the playoff season, but today I want to go over the top 10 wins of the Luke Fickle era. We'll start at number 10, the Miami game in 2017. Look, the Bearcats have a 12, what was it at the time, 11-game win streak against the Red Hawks on the line. Is it 11? Yeah, 11-game win streak. They're down 17-6. You're thinking there's no way they're coming back. But they did. They kept the streak alive. They haven't been to Jaeger Stadium since 2017. I hope they never go back there. That press box is not fun to be in for me. Now, they won the game, the pick six by Malik Malik Clements. Malik Clements with the pick six. Cincinnati finds a way to keep the streak alive. You know, that's still one of the most improbable wins, if not the most improbable win of the fickle era, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Number nine, Army in 2020. You know, they forced Army Army's quarterback Chase Anderson to throw the ball 20 times in that game. They held the Army to 180 yards rushing. That team runs the ball religiously. That team is a run first team, and they completely took them out of the game. 20 pass attempts. I've never seen a service academy have 20 pass attempts in one game. They beat them 24 to 10. Jared Dokes with a long touchdown on a wheel route from Desmond Ritter. You know, a game that was hastily scheduled. You have to prepare for a triple option offense. The Bearcats did just that. Luke Fickle, defensive-minded coach, won the game by 14. Number eight, the Military Bowl in 2018. I think this is an important win because the Bearcats had lost bowl games in 13, 14, and 15. So there was that angst going into a bowl game. But Luke Fickle, you know, steadied the ship. Lost quarterback Desmond Ritter went strictly to a ground game offense, 
Michael Warren, 20 carries, 165 yards. It had to be more than 20 carries. 165 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Hayden Moore came in, played admirably. Bearcats win the game 35-31, a back-and-forth game that they could have lost at various points. They didn't. Great win for Cincinnati. Number seven, Ohio in 2018. Down 21. You got to prove that you can coach a team down 21. You're 3-0. Life's good. You know, relevancy has been restored within the program, and then you're going to let a mid-American team come in and smack you around. No. Desmond Ritter picked up the slack. It's 24-7 at the half. Cincinnati outscores OU 27-6. to Was it 6? No. It was, oh, shoot. Um, 27-9, I think. Yeah. Was it 27-9? I think. Yeah. 27. Oh, this is not good. I don't remember the score. I think, yeah, 20, I think it was 27-9. They outscored them 34-9. The rest of the way, they win that game 34-30. One of the best games I've been, I've covered it, uh, during my time at Bearcast Media. Um, Tulsa, number six from the 2020 American Championship, Luke Fickle's first conference championship, climbing that mountain. You know, four years it took to get to that championship. It took Desmond Ritter three years. You know, from the heartbreak of Memphis in 2019 twice, they found a way to beat a, a pesky Tulsa team. You know, Desmond Ritter with a great throw to Alec Pierce on the game-winning drive. Cole Smith with that game-winning field goal. So very, very uh, impressive win there for the first conference championship. Indiana's number five. Indiana was an interesting game. One of my favorite games I've been to. One of my favorite games I've been a part of. You're down 14-0. Everything's going against you. You're getting beat. You're getting beat at the point of the attack. Desmond Ritter's getting harassed. And you found a way deep in the first half. Arquan Bush, Brian Cook with interceptions. Deshaun Pace with a big pick in the fourth quarter. Darian Beavers with a forced fumble. You forced four turnovers. You only turned the ball over one time. And you found a way to overcome a 14-point deficit on the road. I wrote after that game that that win was a testament to the program Luke Fickle has built in the culture. Unbelievable. Unbelievable win. Kept the playoff hopes alive and set the stage for a top-10 showdown in Notre Dame. Number four. UCF in 2019. That proved Cincinnati was the king, top dogs in the American Athletic Conference. At the time, it was the one big hurdle standing in UC's way. They won that game. Luke Fickle had a great game plan with Marcus Freeman. We're going to deploy 22 defensive players. We're going to rotate guys in and out to keep them fresh. We're going to, you know, we're going to pressure the quarterback and Dylan Gabriel. We're going to slow down their run game. We're going to make them one-dimensional, and they did. They absolutely did. We're going to go 3-3-5 to have an extra defensive back that can make plays against UCF, which loves to throw the ball down the field. They held them to 420 yards of offense that night. They came in averaging over 600 yards. So, actually, it might have been 580. It was still, I think it was 590, actually. It was still very, very high, and they held them to 420 that night. Number three, Houston in 2021. Last year, the conference championship. So much was on the line. We knew they were going to win. We knew they were the favorites. They deserved to be. They were, they were the number four team in the country. But still, you just really didn't know what to expect. But that team, you know, slow start, didn't score in the second quarter. They came out and said, put it away. This game is ours. Houston had no chance once that happened. With all that was on the line, a conference championship, a playoff berth, a seventh home game. You could not lose an extra home game given to Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner, Kobe, Ford, Pierce, and all those guys. And they pulled through, won that game, and the culmination of the four-year journey and the rise to the to the CFP and the scene at Nipper Stadium at the end of the game and on the field. From my vantage point, as you know, it was incredible working for ABC Sports that day. It was it, it was a, 
one of the best wins of the Fickle era, no doubt. Number two, Notre Dame. Biggest win of the, of the Fickle era. We know that. You go to Notre Dame and you win on the road, that's a big-time win. You know, just having that team ready, showing no sweat when Notre Dame came back from down 17-0 to make it 17-13. Luke Fickle putting the ball in the hands of his fourth-year quarterback, Desmond Ritter, and say, go finish this game for us, and they did. He quieted the crowd just as he said he would against the Irish. Fantastic performance by Cincinnati. Number one, UCLA of 2018. And why? Because that's when the Fickle era started. If they don't beat UCLA, I don't think the Fickle era gets off the ground. I don't think it does. But it did. You think about where they were coming off of. 4-8 and eight the previous two years, 4-8 and eight last year. You didn't really know if this hire was going to work out at the time. You thought it was, but you really didn't know for sure. You knew after that game it did. Down 10-0. The balls to make the quarterback switch from Hayden Moore to Desmond Ritter. The balls to go for it on fourth and goal late in the game when you could have just kicked a field goal but then give the ball back to UCLA. Luke Fickle said, uh-uh, we're going for the touchdown to seal the game, and they did. Michael Warren, the era arrived that day or night at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. That's what happened that night. And, yeah, most significant win of the Luke Fickle era because of what had happened the previous two years where the Bearcats were going, and it just catapulted what was a, a, a really a joy ride of a season, a 10-2 and two in the regular season, and then a military bowl win. So, fantastic win that kick-started the Fickle era. A, a significant win, no doubt, most significant win of the era, because I don't know where this program goes from there if they don't win that game. They might still make a bowl game that year, but I might just be like, eh, well, congratulations. No, they started to gain momentum. And that has culminated in what is now coming off of a college football playoff appearance. Man, that was fun. Great end to the week. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen every day, Lockdown Bearcats. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks for making us your first listen of every day, Lockdown Bearcats. Now, go make your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the Locked On, or rather the local experts of Locked On, take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, your second listen, that's Locked On Big 12. For the Locked On Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We are, what, tomorrow's July 23rd. We are, let me let me see if my University of Cincinnati math will bail me out here. So we got 831, and we, we are six weeks away. From the start of college, from the start of the UC Bearcats football season in 2022. So stay sane until then. Keep it here. Keep it locked down, Bearcats. I'm Alex Frank. Have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday.